Welcome back to Sensory Overload. Hey, thanks for tuning in with us. We have a really fun time doing this. We do. And we just appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. You know, we, we appreciate all of our listeners and um, we are always so happy to be doing this and yeah. um, it's the highlight of our, our days. It's a bucket filler for us. If you guys tuned into the last episode, we talked about mental health and how important it is to keep your bucket full and stay balanced. And this is really a way to fill our bucket. So thanks for letting us share that with you guys. It but is. Thanks, Presley. Yeah, you're welcome. But anyway, we're back. It's me this time, not Brett Michaels. Just the Jills. Just the Jills. We're back. So in case you forgot, I'm your co-host, Presley Colby. And I am Ashley Deaver. Um, and we're here with Kevin in studio, but the <coughs> studio is feeling a little crammed today. Is it a little crowded? Yeah, a little, little crowded. Yeah, a lot of shows going on, you know? It's, a, it's, it's, it's good to have a, a busy feel, I think, though. Right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's feeling a little crowded, though. Feeling a little crowded. We got a extra person with us today. Who? Kev, that's your cue. That's my cue? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't know you were going to have me do it. Yeah, I don't have the thing. You have it. Oh, okay. Hold on. Drum roll. Yeah. There oh! you go. <laughs> Surprise! I'm pregnant! Presley is pregnant. Congratulations, Presley. Thank you! Yeah, so I am 12 weeks along. We are... I didn't know you were going to start with it. I wasn't ready. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. We couldn't wait. Yeah, couldn't wait, couldn't wait. So we got 12 weeks along. We don't know if it's a girl or boy yet, but we're finding out very soon. Um, the last time I went and had a sonogram, I got to see the baby sucking their thumb. That's so awesome. Which is so ironic because I was telling my husband truly days before, gosh, I hope our baby's not a thumb sucker. Hey, and I told you the best, the best are thumb suckers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess. I, was. I, guess but, I didn't know it was impossible for that to happen at this yeah. early. Isn't was, that incredible? You know I was what else? Development. You know what else is pretty cool? I got to see the baby uh, drinking amniotic fluid. So, like, we saw the baby open its mouth, his or her mouth, and take a drink and swallow. I got to see it swallow. And so my background is speech. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yay, my baby has a normal swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that can change from utero to actual birth, but it was but cool still, to see. Okay, what, the body fluid I... juice drinking is a little weird, but I'm totally on board with the thumb sucking. <laughs> well, they, how else are they going to get their nutrients? Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. They gotta drink their body fluid. I'm juice. a guy. You gotta give me a break. <laughs> I know it's Aww. okay. He gets a pass. He get a pass. I mean, I still. I told the sonogram tech it looks like a rotisserie chicken. She was like, "Wow, <laughs> did I haven't heard that they tell you Twelve weeks. It's what the size. Your baby's the a size lime. of a lime. Mm -hmm. Gosh. And that picture that uh, your sonogram picture that yeah. Kevin just showed. Um, baby looks so healthy. Ten fingers, yeah. ten toes, ten fingers, and fingers. Fingles. Oh, fingles. Oh, gosh. A little <laughs> speech impediment there. Fingers crossed. I, I really think it's going to be a boy. Yeah, I'm feeling like it's going to be a boy, too. Yeah, we so. should have a social media poll. Yeah. So if you were tuned in with us last week, um, hopefully you guys are um, commenting and getting really excited about our giveaway. But yep. um, let's start guessing and making okay, predictions. Let's do it. Congratulations, Press. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. We're so excited. We are really excited too. I've known we, about this like in a, weeks, but it's still yeah. exciting to hear it on Yeah, the I know. It's it feels like I'm telling a big secret, you it, know? It's a huge I mean, it's a, a very big deal. You're growing a life and everything that we've been talking about on our podcast, I mean that that's a huge deal. Yeah. The development that your baby is going through and how you're keeping and me him or her oh healthy. Lord, y'all I've been so tired. <laughs> Well, we still show up for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> for sensory sensory overload because we love love what we do. Um but this week we're really excited Super to fun. talk to you guys um about building rapport in your classroom and really the um 
importance of those first couple weeks with right. your, your kiddos in your classroom <laughs> and the classroom um, setup. Yes. Setup is a huge part huge. of what we do um, at our nonprofit center because it in turn creates the atmosphere where the children are going to be most fruitful to learn and mm -hmm. absorb all of the information that we're throwing at them. So I want to give you guys some resources. Well, really just one um, that's, I'm writing it down so I don't forget. Um, one that can help you with classroom setup. She is some, I cannot remember her real name, but her handle is the Autism Helper. She's on Facebook, Instagram. Oh, she's the best. All of those. She's got a Teachers Pay Teachers site. It's incredible. Um, for you people who do the VB map, she has protocols for that already made. It's so worth the money. It's fantastic stuff. Some of her things I don't necessarily agree with as far as communication goes, just because, you know, got a pretty strong standpoint on yeah. all of that. But well, it's hard to agree with <clears throat> everyone and, and where they kind of stand, especially if you're opinionated about oh, it. Yeah. A lot of people don't talk about some of those taboo things, but she does, which I really oh, appreciate. appreciate. Yes. yes. And mostly what she says is all really, really good things. Mm -hmm. But she said something one time about, um, okay, if you are an alien on a foreign planet, and everyone is speaking a different language and you already feel so lost and overwhelmed, sensory overloaded. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to walk into a place and know, okay, every time I turn this corner, I'm going to sit right here and she's going to read me a book. Every time I turn this corner, I'm going to sit right here and I get to eat my cookies. Every time I turn the corner, I'm going to sit right here and we're going to play with these blocks. You're building those expectations. Yes. And that in turn builds rapport, which yep. is so important for our kids. Very Another important. thing I really want to talk about is that rapport. Mm -hmm. I, I It starts... The first time you meet somebody, um, even if it's not our children, um, positive relationships and, and getting um, children to buy in mm -hmm. um, to your classroom and your processes um, happens the first time you meet them. So um, some things that you can do are be very self-aware of your mm -hmm. nonverbal body language. Oh, my goodness. Whether you're smiling, whether you have a straight face, that whether you're furrowing your brows. Little. Yeah. I mean, people pick up on that very quickly, especially our children. Mm -hmm. Our children can read you like a book. Oh, my goodness. If you are having a bad day, which everyone's entitled to have a bad day. If you're frustrated. Maybe not the first day of school. Oh, I don't no, no, know no. that you're entitled. I hope, <laughs> I hope you don't have a bad day on the first day of school. If you do. Maybe you should bow out and find something else to do. Right. Because that should be super exciting the first day. But um, fake it till you make it with stuff like that. Yeah. Smiles. I know that if I see somebody, I am instantly drawn to people who are giving off a really good energy or vibe. I know that that's kind of a cliche thing to say. But it's a vibe. It's, yeah. <laughs> you, you pick up on that so quickly. And I will always gravitate to somebody who's smiling approachable um, right 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 so think about if you dropped your eye son. contact oh that's a big one for yes me. if you dropped your son or daughter off on the first day of kindergarten and your teacher's like bag goes there books go there there's their name tag you know there's something true to be said about kindergarten teachers you know that are bubbly, bubbly and mm -hmm. kind and yeah. you have to deal with nurturing their babies and they're leaving their mom and dad for yeah. might be the first time ever you it's know huge. you have a big responsibility and think about our kids who are nonverbal or pre-verbal or use a aac device to communicate that has to be the scariest thing Ugh. for a parent they can't go home they can't right. go home and tell their mom and dad how their day was so it's our jobs to make the parents and the kids and the kids, I cannot stress that enough, feel like they're loved, like their kids are taken care of, mm -hmm. make the kids feel like they're with someone they can trust. 
that will be patient with them right. and will understand. I also read something. It was probably from the autism helper that said, um, they're not giving me a hard time. They're having a hard time. That's such, that's such a great one. And a mantra that I think everyone should um, have on repeat in your head. And you brought up such a good point that I want to go back to is the parents. So not only do you have to build a rapport with your students mm -hmm. from the start, I would honestly say, even from like an administrative standpoint, what we do initially is meet the parents yes. before they even, I mean, public school may be different. So mm -hmm. you, um, you just kind of go into public school. You don't really know much beforehand, but we're in a private sector where you have options. It's so customer like service an interview process. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's an interview for both parties. Right. So the first step is meeting the parents and selling them on the product, which is your school program, mm -hmm. your classroom. Again, that's your why teachers. it's so important. Mm -hmm. Your teachers, your staff. your staff, and parents. I mean, only want what's best for their children. So if you say something wrong, if you aren't presentable, if um, you aren't nurturing or friendly, um, they're not even going to bring their kids to you. Mm -hmm. So building rapport with the parents is so, so important and building that trust. I think rapport and trust are almost synonymous in this, totally in this um, totally way that we're talking. So you have to earn their trust. Mm -hmm. So back to the kids part. Oh, yeah. They're Our kids are... I mean, they're awesome. They're so fun and they can be silly. And sometimes they get stuck on certain things. Some people call it stimming or we say a stuck thinking. Um, we had a little boy that we could just not get through to. He was not making connections with anyone. I think he was just felt so nervous still. I think I know exactly who you're talking you about. You probably do. Yeah. And he would sing this song, a line in a song over and over and over again. And I remember thinking, I know that song. So he started singing, I would hum along with him. And then finally I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that song. It's a Rihanna song. Mm -hmm. What was it? I don't, uh. Umbrella. Uh, no, it wasn't. Right. I don't want to be that one. Oh. A story of my life. Such a, that one. Yeah. Gosh, and after we me. all, after the whole staff realized, oh, it's going to bother me too what it's called. Oh, well. After the whole staff realized what he was doing, we would sing with him. He kind of looked at us like, oh my gosh, you get me. You entered his world. Mm -hmm. You you broke through to him on a way that nobody else probably has mm -hmm. because they're just like, oh, he's stimming or, oh, he um, isn't engaged. Mm -hmm. Tune him out. Um, instead of entering his world and and being there for just a brief moment where he, like, like you said, you opened up his eyes to, hey, she trusts me. She gets what I'm what I'm doing right now. Um, so later on down the road, that'll pay off because then they'll buy into what you're trying to teach them. Exactly. And then we asked mom to send us a playlist of his favorite songs. So when he would start to maybe have a meltdown or feel anxious or show us that he was not with us, that he was like, I, I'm defensive today. I don't mm -hmm. want to be, we would just play that playlist. Right. And even if that day, all he did was listen to those songs and do independent work, at least he knew we could say how he needed to hear it. I'm with You're you. Safe. You're safe. We're working loved. through this together. You're loved. We're going to get there. It's mm -hmm. okay to have an off day. Right. Our kids are not robots. They can't always perform. They're not always going to be um, compliant. compliant. Ugh. Um, they're just not. I mean, yeah. it's just the reality. I'm not always compliant. No. I mean, in the best way. I think that's where some of the best um, creative minds and 
and ideas come from. Absolutely. If everyone was the same and thought the same and acted the same and did the same things because that's what was required of us, it would be a, a boring world. No doubt. A world that I would want no part of. No so doubt. I love that um, where we work those differences are celebrated. We can foster that. So mm -hmm. foster that in your kids. A lot of people think, oh, I don't want to waste two weeks. It is not a waste. Two weeks, one oh, month. My. I mean, oh, yes. I, I think by that's Halloween, so important. I'm telling you, especially with our kids, you have to let them know that they're safe. Right. So many times, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I will start crying. <laughs> number one, pregnant. Number two, I'm already really emotional in general. Um, we don't know what they've been through in the past. Right. We don't know. We don't have... And I'm not saying every child has been abused by any means or any stretch of the imagination, but we just don't know. Yeah. Harsh words, maybe. And we talked about perception in the last one, too. We don't know how our kids are perceiving things sometimes. Right. So I always like to go from a kind or just I'm a big goofball. I mean, if I can't make myself feel silly in front of them, how can they feel safe to feel silly? Right. I, humor is the best way to break through and is the best icebreaker. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if you can't get on their level, which means on the ground or being silly or making honestly a fool of yourself, mm -hmm. I, I mean, they're like you said, they're not going to feel comfortable doing the same. Um, and also circling back to what you were saying about not knowing a child's past, trauma can mean a lot of different things. True. Um, and I think that children especially the population that we serve um has has experienced trauma in one way or another um and that that looks different for all of them so um really learning your your child mm -hmm. and um your students oh my goodness and please listen passion. to the parents yeah. i don't care if you think they're crazy or whatever. Overbearing, helicopter. I hate all of those. Me too. They know their kid better than we ever will. Right. So listen to them. Yeah. Parent knows best. Mm -hmm. Parent always knows best. Mm -hmm. And that's just, just the truth. We are their partners and we need to be their advocates. Right. So we're not trying to parent shame on this podcast and we're not trying to teach your shame. Nope. But right now I am going to teach your shame you people <laughs> who talk bad about the parents. On Yeah. Especially on a, on a constant basis. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are hard days and we've talked about this in previous episodes where, I mean, nothing, nothing goes right. You're in a bad mood. You, mm -hmm. you have lots on, lots on your plate, but, um, never take that out on the parents, especially never out on the, on the children. No. Oh my goodness. No. So all that to say, spend that two time, two weeks or more. It's mm -hmm. not a waste. When you make those connections with those kids, you kind of do it and you don't even realize it. And right. then the next day you just ask them. I remember saying, hey, will you put this in the trash? And he did it. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. he's listening to me because he loves me just right. like I love him. Mm -hmm. It's important. It's so important. If you need some so ways important. to do that, please reach out. We would love to tell you. It's really kind of like a kid by kid basis. It I is telling you guys individualized. about my friend that likes the Rihanna song. You know, I've got some friends who love to build things. I have some friends that you kind of have to talk about enter their conversation and what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I let that guide the conversation. Then we get right. back to what we're doing. Or I know it's probably harder in a public school. Well, I say, I know, I don't know. I've never taught in a public school. The physical touch. Yes. Mm -hmm. The physical touch and also being able to kind of deviate from curriculum from time to time. Yeah. I don't know how that looks like in a public school or what that looks like. I know it's right. very important to teach the curriculum, which is what I do as well, but not all the time. Right. You know, the curriculum doesn't always know everything. Um, you can't really build a rapport by just following some words in a book. Oh, no, not by any stretch of the imagination like you were saying. And um, so what that they can get 100 on a test if, if they f aren't happy in school? So as kindergartners and, I mean, even through grade school, right, mm -hmm. 
you have a lot of years to go. Right. So if you're not starting and building a really healthy foundation and love for school and learning, um, that's going to close a lot of doors for, for our children, especially because um, you should be constantly learning and enjoy the learning process. And what you're doing with mm -hmm. them. And those light bulb moments. Gosh, I live for those. The ahas. Yes. Those are great with our kids. Those they are really are. Really, really special. But So that's rapport. It's very important. If you need some tips, let me know. Follow the Autism Helper. Um but now a classroom setup. I'm She's let really you awesome. Talk about that because you are the guru. Ugh. I am not always so great at that. I am a huge um, proponent of just using your space functionally. So whether that be a small little closet of a room where you're providing therapy, whether that be a nice, beautiful classroom where you have um, the flexibility to um, have a lot of you want, yeah, decorate, right? Decorations too are a a big one though. Um, for our kiddos, over decorating is a very real thing. Colors and bright um, in your face things reds, like out. I'm wearing today. Yeah, oh I mean, uh, it, things that hang from the ceiling, right? Yeah, All of that is um, sensory overload mm -hmm. and can be very distracting for for our kiddos. Um, and we want to make the space as calm and inviting as possible, but still, again, foster that, that healthy learning where they aren't distracted and constantly having to tune out um, the lights or the humming in, in the lights or Work tune hard out to tune a, a wallet of mm -hmm. artwork yes. or... Um, so just being really sounds. mindful. Yeah, really mindful of, of that. Um, of your population, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And even even the typical population, if you're... If you're a gen ed teacher, um, your your kids will function better when there is structure. Absolutely. So our kids crave that structure. Structure doesn't just mean in their routine or in their work or in their schedule. It means the physical space. Mm -hmm. If the physical space is, is dirty and your classroom is always cluttered or there is stuff everywhere, mm -hmm. whether papers. it be, yeah, papers, whether it be your teacher materials, mm -hmm. whether it be your board is messy and they can't follow the instructions, whether it be the desks are, I mean, different every time they come into the room, it's, it's very overwhelming and, and not a, a safe nurturing environment for, for learning. Not to say you can't change it up. You can always change up your classroom. Oh, I'm a huge proponent of feng shui. Oh, I, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yes. you just need a little, a little new lamp or, or uh -huh. something to or to move a shelf or yeah. whatever but again just like we talked about with the visual schedules tell our kids hey it's different today it's okay if you feel a little anxious today but we're gonna get through it right we've got our class different but it's to help us we're right. gonna set it up so we can walk around these things you can get your crayons easier or whatever right. it may and be. prompting i mean what what you're talking about is prompting your child and your students and saying hey miss Ashley or Miss Presley mm -hmm. um, put some new desks in here or put mm -hmm. some new seats for some of our friends. Let's go try out the new seats. Yes. And I, I mean, give them choices and a voice in the process. Mm -hmm. So if they feel like they're engaged and have had some say in the some classroom, shared control, shared control yes. is, is so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever, whenever I feel like I have a say in, in anything, especially in a physical space, it makes me feel good, really good. And yeah. like you said, important and empowered. Just, yes. And like what you have to say in your opinion matters. So yeah. I also want to talk real quick, not long about flexible seating. Ooh, yeah. That is something that's so awesome <clears throat> and it's such a good thing if it's done the right way. So um, a couple of ball chairs, that's great, but you have to make sure you implement them. Right. 
um, they're not meant to play. It's not meant to be crazy. That's meant for your wiggly kid. Um, you might have some kids that flexible seating to them looks like a weighted lap pad right? or a tea stool, which are really awesome. I mean, it's literally like you're sitting on a pen with a top. So they have to put their legs down. Oh, Kevin, I kicked the camera. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. <laughs> so you sit, they sit like this and they have to balance with their legs. It's a really good focus tactic. Yeah. Um, having some spots where kids can kind of lay on their belly and it read a focuses book. on their core, which yes. is like the center of everything. Everything. Just like us. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like us. So flexible seating is important if it's done the right way. Mm -hmm. um, again, if you've got a question about flexible seating, I would love to help with that. Yeah. Um, I've done it a couple times. It's kind of like in our nature with what we do anyway. Mm -hmm. We don't even say we have flexible seating. It's just kind of a known thing. Right. That that's what we do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's important. If that's something you want to do, please reach out. Case by case, like you said, individualizing everyone's seating or, or desk workspace or their instructions mm -hmm. and directions to um, assignments, whether it's verbal, whether it's written, whether the way it's written is bigger or co oh, more yeah. colorful, yep. um, everything should be targeted to your children's um, specific needs. Totally agree. And flexible seating is, is no different. I love flexible seating. I love it. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much it saved me. Um, oh yeah, but that's self-advocating. Well, I was so. about to say we can advocate for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? You got to trial and error. So if you bring a bouncy ball in and they don't like it, let's try something else. There are so many different things mm -hmm. that you can try. So just don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. And like I said, something as simple as a tea stool or a weighted lap pad or gosh, yeah. I keep going back to the bouncy ball because that's what everyone uses. Those could really change your classroom and it could change a kid's right. learning. I mean, right. it could think, well, I don't have to focus on my seating anymore and it's not solely for children with needs no i, I oh no i definitely um disagree with with that a child shouldn't be singled out i think that's like the opposite of what include true inclusion should really um look like is oh there's timmy you know he's sitting in the ball chair mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah right exactly so which is what it turns into and i think i hope unintentionally most of the time but yeah and then saying, every classroom should have flexible seating. And then saying that a kid is um, abusing it. I mean, <clears throat> I think that's definitely an opinion. A child, um, if it's something that they need and they're bouncing on it, that's they the purpose. Yeah. That that's what it's for. Um, and if they want to bounce a couple times, stand up, sing a song, and then they sit down and work for twenty minutes, cool. Let them do it. Let them do it. I they're, bet they'll retain that twenty minutes more than they would have that hour of you. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Exactly. Oh my God, Everything is down. a need. I mean, children don't just do things for the heck of it. They're doing it because it's something that their body is telling them that they need to do. So let them do it. Kind of guide them through the process if it becomes um, overbearing. So if it drags on for a long period of time, if a STEM... Um, becomes distracting, mm -hmm. make sure that you work through it with them, but normalize it. Yes. So give give them a way to be able to work with those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but flexible seating is important. Love classroom it. setup is important. Yeah, classroom setup looks will look so different too for, for every class. Um, we have eight classes currently at our center mm -hmm. and all eight look, look different. completely different, but mm -hmm. have the same model and focus in mind. So we pull from different um, theologies and kind of um, ideas of of learning, um, one of which is the Montessori method mm -hmm. and Maria Montessori. I'm a huge fan yeah, of that. Yeah, talking about um, even down to like the shelving. So the open shelving is really inviting for children to learn that independent um, 
work skills. So a teacher will present uh, an item and then the children get to go um, manipulate it, work with it, start, finish a task. Mm-hmm. Um, so pick and pull different things that work for your classroom. And your class list. Mm-hmm. That looks different every year, right? right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm sure some of you teachers have gotten yours or are getting them soon. Well, I guess by the time this airs, they'll have them. They some will. people might already be in school. In school. So don't let those couple first couple weeks be frustrating. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of teachers will be starting back in the middle of this month. Wow. So that's that's two weeks away. And for us, we start at the end of this month. Yes. So we are finishing up our summer camp next week, and then we have a week off in service week, which a lot of you are probably starting right now. Yes. So um, happy in service um, week or I hope weeks. you learn a lot. Uh, yeah, and absorb it all. Um, everything mm-hmm. that is being thrown at you, training wise. Um, Again, from an admin perspective and knowing what kind of goes into um, the planning process, everything is very intentional. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that um, somebody says, ah, ha, 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 this is going to be two hours of just boring. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is very intentional and um, we want to give you the tools, even though you have a great toolbox already to start your year off strong. Totally agree. You guys have a great start to your school year. Yeah. Let us know if you have questions about flexible seating, about classroom setup. Children specifically. No names, obviously, but um, talking about certain friends and um, some ideas you might need. If we can help in any way, we are here to support you guys and laugh and cry through the whole thing. Absolutely. So you guys let us know what we can help with. Don't forget to follow us on social media. And until next time, stay stay regulated. regulated.